0: Shampoo is better. I go on first and clean the hair. Conditioner is better. I leave the hair silky and smooth. Oh, really, fool? Really? (laughs) Stop looking at me, swan.
1: This would make a good, uh, er, that's my boy would pair well with the color wheel by Alex Ross (laughs) (laughs) Perry.
2: That's my Armand White better than, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's my oh, boy yes. better than the color wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think I have, that's my boy's, sounds like uh, Baudou, saved from drowning. You oh, the Jean Renoir? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I know that Armand White has compared late period Sandler to Renoir multiple times, <laughs> so <laughs> we'd check out, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Extended Clip, episode 26
1: yeah yeah why not
2: okay uh i'm eddie Avril. i'm malcolm Baum, 26 <laughs> i'm jt white
0: <laughs> and this week is our second installment of our adam sandler mini series uh tonight we're going to be looking at billy madison the uh, 1995 film by tamra davis and then we're going to be taking a look at that's my boy the 2012 sean anders joint um did I program this one? Yeah. Yes. Damn. <laughs> Let's know, explain if, yourself. Time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did you flies. do this? Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun podcasting with the boys, and you plan episodes weeks in advance. Well, these are both films where Sandler is pretty much in his full-on, like Jerry Lewis-esque, making the faces, doing the voices, doing the mugging, falling over, uh, and also, unlike Jerry, who is often scared of sex in his movies incredibly horny Mm -hmm. uh and this is a mode of sandler that frankly i wasn't quite on board with as a kid i liked billy madison there's a lot of stuff in here that i remember loving as a kid but like the horniness of it as an eight-year-old i didn't quite get you Mm -hmm. know and i haven't seen it since i was like 11 so that uh was clarified on this viewing <laughs> bit, and that's my boys a film with a reputation and uh that it is a very crazy uh over-the-top disgusting adam Sandler movie and so i thought it would be uh about time to finally check that one out uh what do you guys think of these ones
2: i mean billy madison is probably my favorite sandlin movie and on a rewatch it probably still is and that's my boy's one. I've never exactly been the biggest fan of, but I see its importance in like um, his career trajectory. You know, I don't think he's ever quite done like an R rated like romp like this, you know, ever since. Although, my, you know, I think maybe re- I don't know.
0: It's definitely the dirtiest sampler yeah. I think I've seen. Exactly.
2: And so, yeah, it and they're kind of like, um, like I feel like they have a, a relationship with each other where it, Billy Madison is, you know, like the dumb guy gets everything where that's my boys kind of looking down on that type of archetype that Sandler created. Very uh, Clint Eastwood type move. Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's my boy is definitely a late Clint style uh, reckoning with his past image and uh, moving forward in the culture or staying as he is as the culture moves forward ahead of him.
1: He likes to do that, Sandler. <laughs> um, yeah, in terms of this double feature for me, I've talked before about not having the greatest exposure to the Sandman. And uh, as a youth being, uh, thumbing my nose at him, looking down, scoffing from my ivory tower, uh, That I, who would dare delight in the films of Adam Sandler? Um, but since getting Sandler pilled, it's like interesting (laughs) because like I just like all the things that I thought uh initially like were really off putting about it, like especially like him hamming it up, doing the voices in these uh two particulars, they like annoyed me a lot as a kid. But just like actually like exploring the films and seeing them, uh, they're real fucking funny. I uh that's my boy less so. But, um, yeah, both good times.
0: So Billy Madison is a 1995 film by Tamara Davis. And you open up on Adam Sandler as the titular, Billy Madison in his giant swimming pool, not unlike uh, Sophia Coppola's somewhere, the scenes <laughs> of him lounging on the floaty. Uh, There's some parallels there. Yeah, you know, the the rich people on Wii, you know, it's a different genre mode, but they're both uh, in the 80-minute range, for whatever that's worth, and both Mm -hmm. female filmmakers, for whatever that's worth.
2: Tamara Davis, is she's kind of slept on as... A uh, comedy director, though, I mean, CB4, Half-Baked, Billy Madison, those are three pretty iconic, you know, comedy movies in the 90s, so.
0: And Half-Baked, uh, like, for as corny as its script is, there are actually some, like, funny visual ideas in there, too. You know, it's not like a hack work kind of job. Uh, it, it's very much, you know, Tamara Davis is uh, given her all to make that film as good as it can be, <laughs> as well yeah. as this film. And this is a much better script and a much better cast to work with, you know uh malcolm you want to tell us what billy madison is about
2: billy madison is about uh a rich fail son that's a popular term yeah um we're Chopo trap House. Chop-o-trap so we house. talk about
0: fail sons <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> we're
2: getting we're getting press as a, a, le- a leftist podcast now which is oh pretty yeah cool. i yeah. saw i saw yeah, that shout that, out that, was to Valerie. So that was very yeah. nice of you yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: it's like i'm not i'm not a leftist, I'm not a leftist. <laughs> no we make it explicit this is a right-wing pro-gun Armand Wake film film you
0: can be a leftist and 2a at the same time exactly the one thing you can't be is a leftist and an auteurist <laughs> and that's why we're denouncing auteurism on this podcast it's over well yeah i mean why is we... twitter person once said that you can't be a leftist and a uh or you can't be a marxist and an auteurist so i believed that
2: damn you know whoever said that uh that's that's true i guess i didn't i never really thought about it that way but you know
0: so you were speaking of <laughs> fail sons, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, Adam Sandler is, you know, he's a rich boy who likes his toys. He likes to swim around the pool, get day drunk with his two friends, and lo and behold, his father, who owns uh, some sort of company, doesn't want to give Sandler the keys to the company. So a hotel company. Yeah, and oh yeah, very uh, Trumpian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so one of the points that. Sandler and his dad bring up is that he never really passed through high school His dad was always fixing the grades for him. He's like, how am I gonna give my company to a kid who didn't even honestly pass high school? So what's Sandler got to do? He's got to go through all the grades 1 through 12 get that diploma get his daddy's company and, you know, away from the evil guy who's trying to steal it from them.
0: Yeah, the evil guy, uh, Eric Gordon, uh, no relation to the basketball player Eric Gordon, played by uh, Bradley Whitford, right? Uh, uh, yep. Uh, the the dad from Get Out, is that yep. correct? Yeah, and annoying on Twitter, too, right? Uh, I would, you know, I'd su-
2: just the way he looks, yeah, sure. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know, but...
0: Yeah, so it's, it's a pretty basic high concept kind of thing. You know, he's got to get through the grades and there's the oppor- opposing force that, you know, is the greedy guy who wants to get what's rightfully Sandler's. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh and of course he falls in love with his third grade teacher miss vaughn uh, mm-hmm. veronica vaughn and you know they have uh they have a little tease at romance that is of course satisfied at the end and it's great and it really came through for me on rewatch because it had been so long and back then i hadn't seen jerry lewis movies and you mm-hmm. know Tamara davis is good as she directs this movie as well as she directs this movie it's not you know obviously the auteurist lens through which you watch a Jerry Lewis movie uh, or you know looking at it through a formalist lens it obviously doesn't hold up to a Jerry Lewis movie but Adam Sandler is going as hard as he goes in this movie you know (laughs) he is not holding back at all and it's really incredible to see something that like I don't know it's like as a kid you just see it as kid stuff and even as like a 12 year old you're like yeah it's dumb but i still like it. i'm a kid uh-huh. you know and then you see where it kind of fits in in film history in like the cycle of you know film comedy and stuff like that and you're like i can make a little bit of an intellectual excuse to like baby movies again because uh <laughs> they're good it's not baby it's more yeah. eight-year-old movies uh because they are actually fucking good <laughs>
1: Yeah no I was like surprised in terms of like not having seen any of the big Sandler comedies like I wasn't sure what type of comedy to expect and this I mean felt like really absurdist in like a Simpson-y kind of way and like that just made me like so ready to hop on board with it.
0: Oh yeah so uh, one of his friends in this also is Norm McDonald, and like Norm isn't in that much Sandler after like he kind of falls off the Sandler uh, repertory squad. Uh, which is unfortunate because he's great here. You know, he's mm-hmm. looking like a skinny God, uh, the young young Norm. Oh, yeah, also, it's just, like, so much dumb shit. Like, Adam Sandler playing dodgeball with first graders <laughs> is, like, one of the simplest pleasures you can get in life, you know? Yeah. Like, people love to gif, like, let's say, Bill Murray in Rushmore, you know, blocking that kid's shot on the basketball court, and that's funny, you know? Yeah. But wouldn't you rather have a four-minute... uh Sequence set to like beat on the brat by the Ramones of Adam Sandler <laughs> fucking pegging kids with dodgeballs like,
1: because he doesn't fit in. Yeah,
0: it's because he's
1: an <laughs> They're just such simple pleasures of this. Like just watching him be mean to children is it's just so it's a delight. Yeah, I mean one of the funniest jokes in here is like
2: Sandler trying to hit on that kid's mom, and the kid's like,
3: "Mom, that's Billy. He's in my class. I heard he's retarded or something." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So in addition to trying to fuck Ms. Vanya, yeah, there are also hot moms that he wants to have sex with. And that's pretty cool. You know, you get a little <laughs> glimpse of what we will see in the future. Well, we talked about last week with that uh, <laughs> the dance routine scene where like all the dads are watching the teacher and it's like, yeah. oh, come on. It's just grotesque. The You see the youthful version of that in this movie. It's like a very horned up movie. There's one point, you know, where Adam Sandler just like sp- sits on the sprinkler and it's going up his ass, and he's <laughs> like, "Oh, it feels good." And like, there's a scene right before that where a kid does that, and <laughs> it's like having an eight-year-old do that in a movie is yeah, so fucked up. No,
2: there's a lot of, I mean, with this and that's my boy, there's a lot of uh, children sex jokes. Yeah, and whatnot. for sure.
0: There's the point towards the end where everyone's making out. I yeah. love how this movie ends <laughs> yeah. with everyone just making out disgustingly. Yeah. And like uh, these like two older guys are just, like looking at some of the school children. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I
2: think uh, the other friend of Sandler's that... Um, you that know, hangs Norm's, out with Norm yeah. yeah he's he's i forgot his name it's like tim something but mm-hmm. he writes a lot of movies with sandler he wrote this oh, okay. and like i think i think they wrote grown ups too as well
0: cuz this is like half of kind of the crew that he would form his house style with you know yeah. dugan isn't here but, like, Smigel's there. Yeah. yeah. And, like, uh, and then he would meet, you know, he would fully get the team together by the time, like, uh, Happy Gilmore rolled out. But there's a lot of great stuff in here. There's that, yeah, the whole field trip thing uh, where Adam Sandler pretends to pee his pants to bail out his third grader friend who pees his pants is very sweet. And that's, yeah. like, when he starts to win the heart of Veronica. And, you know, it's not an actual believable romance, but it is kind of, it's, it's, like... I don't know the relationships in this movie feel like they're in like a fucking 30s or 40s comedy Mm -hmm. and it's just a fucking R rated version of that and it's like a studio comedy kind of where it's not believable but it's this template that you just kind of get on board with for the sake of genre and this is just like such a well crafted comedy in that classical sense. And you also just have that bit of, you know, not modernism in the book learning sense, uh, <laughs> but Sandler being a modern icon, you know, thrust into that uh, setting is just, it's a joy to watch.
2: And I feel like Tamara Davis does have, like, a good handle on this movie, yeah, especially, like, visually. I think just keeping Sandler's wardrobe, it's some of, like, the more well put together outfits he's wearing like a more kind of a more elaborate riff on his classic you know t-shirt and basketball shorts looks
0: yeah there's uh there's some outfits that may have taken him more than 90 seconds to change into
1: (laughs) there's uh one like part where he's wearing like this shirt that has like tijuana all over it and it looks fucking amazing there are some great
0: fits in this yeah he also pimps his ario Speedwagon t-shirt the first day he shows up at high school which is great yeah Mm mm-hmm um him going to high school is like so funny because like you get that kind of fantasy of going back to school and like being the smartest and strongest whatever that, like, he gets rid of that by like fourth grade. Yeah. And by 12th grade, he's already, or by his freshman year of high school, he's already a fucking loser again. <laughs> like, it's, I love that the movie doesn't, you know, fully give in to his nuisance. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's, it's great.
2: Doesn't go full lovable scamp. Yeah. Um, I, I, one of the my favorite sequences is when he's first uh, in the third grade class and they're not, they haven't quite warmed up to him yet either. And he's, you know, he's uh, the '69 joke, one of the best '69 oh, jokes yeah. in, I think, history. Like, <laughs> yeah. just because he's no one, no one gets it besides him and the teacher. And he just looks very crass for making the reference. He's like '69, right, guys? Oh my god! Like, oh god. <laughs> that's just repeat bits from the movie. I'm yeah, like, no, yeah, no, I mean, they're like, yeah. that's.
1: All, I feel like. Most of this is just like how great all of the jokes are. Oh yeah, and like sure. a lot of them, I think like come through and like edit it. Like there's early on, there's um like his dad is talking about like him finding uh like getting what he wants, and then it cuts to them like getting. Sh- oh look, there's shit. And uh, <laughs> um the reveal with the the Bouchemi phone call yeah. is oh, so so good.
0: good. Yeah. So yeah, he calls up Steve Buscemi to make amends to him because that was a kid he bullied and. Had High school, and then at the uh, climax of the movie, when uh, <laughs> when a gun is pulled out by <laughs> Eric Gordon, uh, Buscemi's character takes him out from a distance, snipes him out, and uh, yeah. just looking like a total badass. Uh, it's pretty fantastic.
2: The pro two a moment of the movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: definitely. You got to be carrying. Oh, mm-hmm. you know. As, uh, as David Mamet once wrote and Alec Baldwin delivered in uh, Glenn Glary Glenn Gloss, uh, always be carrying. <laughs> <be caring>. uh, <laughs> carrying is for closers. Ammunition is for closers. <laughs> he doesn't even finish school. That's the greatest part <laughs> is that he just challenges Eric to an academic decathlon instead mm. of doing high school. Because frankly, high school, it's fucking hard. You know, you got to do algebra too. That shit's kind of tough.
2: If I were to take high school all over again, it would just be probably just as tough, like academically for me as it was when I first took those classes.
0: It's rough. I letterboxed blurbed about this movie, uh about the subject already. But studying for the uh the G R E, you know, doing basic algebra and geometry definitely got me feeling like Billy Madison. <laughs> uh, the poster of him cramped on the little kid's desk. That's me every time <laughs> you know, not being able to figure out basic shit I learned when I was fourteen. <laughs> Yeah, there's I mean that's that's what
2: you got to respect about Billy Madison. There's a little bit of Billy Madison in all of us. And you know, it's a movie that, you know, champions the dumb guy. The dumb guy comes off looking real clean in this and I think it's a good message yeah. for the to be in movies and you know show to <laughs> children and stuff like that.
0: Uh, there's also a great so during the academic decathlon, like uh, the first great bit of it is like Sandler co- completely conceding at some science bullshit, mm. and so his answer he writes on the board is just Eric drinks his own pee, and then like halfway through the decathlon, it cuts away to the O'Doyle's, who mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the movie. Through Adam Sandler's academic journey, he comes across this family of boys who dominate and bully the school and say, Oh Doyle rules uh and uh, they drive off a cliff and it's awesome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Screaming O'Doyle rules and yeah. the Doyle's uh for the you know, Sandler heads out there Doyles are a, a key part of the Sandler verse and they keep, you know, coming back up and up. Yeah. So yeah. little Easter egg for the fans.
0: For the uninitiated, for those yeah. who haven't gone through the canon in chronological <laughs> order, you know. Uh, so then the decathlon ends uh, with the big climax with the guns and everything and then there's a graduation even though as we said he didn't graduate yeah. <laughs> which is great uh, you know big like end of Star Wars and New Hope vibes uh, at the <laughs> end the big celebration and everyone makes out and it's awesome and mm-hmm. I love it and it's a, it's a fantastic movie.
1: Oh, one thing I wanted to note upon is the musical sequence. I oh, feel like God. that yeah, lends yeah. itself to like what you're saying about it being like in the vein of like classic screwballs because there are moments like that where it does these like big like I, these big stylistic like changes like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the the musical sequence is like exquisitely directed too, which is great because it lets you know that like Tamra Davis is kind of reeling it in. Like she Mm -hmm. could be kind of a show off throughout this movie, but she's letting all the actors do the work. And then that musical sequence has more of a visual flair to it. Mm -hmm. There is like subtle visual flair throughout this whole movie, the kindergarten Mm -hmm. classroom. There's like these gels in the window and it looks pretty incredible to be honest.
2: No, I was gonna say like the colorful backdrops of like a lot of these classrooms and like especially the kindergarten and whatnot. Like, yeah, have have a, like, a vibrant feel to it, visually. And, you know, a lot more so than you'd see in a lot of Sandler movies. I think this is one of the better visual Sandler movies that's not, like, you know, a PTA. Like, ones that people are like, oh, these are the good Sandlers.
0: Yeah, of course. Like, I I still think I prefer Dugan as a director, not, like, as a visual stylist. But for the tone that he's able to achieve. Mm. Like, that weird, relaxed thing that no one can quite get with Sandler but him. Yeah. Uh, but this is a great movie and that's why I'm shooting it down with four bullets.
1: Um, Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Four bullets from me as well. I'm going to give it four and a half bullets. This is, you know, it was
2: a five-star movie for me before, but, you know, bits have, you know, once you hear bits over and over again, a little bit of an enjoyment is a little drained out yeah. of the movie. And, you know, this is a joke-heavy movie. But it's still great. It's still amazing. Um, This is... You know, I'm, I have I have one for the other one, but this is uh, Sandler's *The Great Prince of Heidelberg*, the great Ernst Lubitsch uh, silent drama. I think this is. Those are comparable. I don't know why I thought about that one, but I, uh,
0: I haven't seen that. But I'm gonna co-sign that comparison. Yeah. yeah.
2: Also, I, that's not quite the title of the movie either. But it's like if you search look, that, don't look it up. Enough. Yeah. You don't have to look it
0: up. It's fine. <laughs> I know that all of our listeners uh, listen to the podcast with Letterboxd open on one tab, yeah. uh, with the SoundCloud <laughs> on the other tab, just waiting.
2: All the references you make, you might if you blink, you might just miss something.
0: <laughs> look, I'm just gonna start dropping them. Cinderfella, close up, brick. <laughs> oh, why did I say prick <laughs> <laughs> I got Ryan Johnson on the mind <laughs> I know I saw Knives Out and I'm yeah. going to keep the knives in oh. on that one But uh, it's not good
2: Damn well it sounds like you, you took a stab Right there a quick stab But um, also this is like Jack The movie Jack but good <laughs> I haven't seen Jack <laughs> um, See I'm running out of thoughts Yeah it's a good movie Alright we'll be back on Extended Clip I
3: pee. I pee. If peeing your pants is cool Consider
1: me Miles
0: Davis. Welcome back to Extended Clip. Before we get into That's My Boy, anything else you guys want to talk about that you watched over the long Thanksgiving break that we took?
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, I got a, I got a couple movies up my sleeve this week. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of flicks. I, I watched Larry David's sole directorial movie, Sour Grapes. Mm. Some it's It's kind of funny. But it's like he's definitely more suited for T V. That's what you get watching. Yeah. It's almost it almost feels just like three episodes of television. But you know, it was funny. Um, no it just it's kind of like guys just doing their Larry David Seinfeld impressions. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of not a lot of star power in this one if I were to critique it. But um, and I also rewatched Black Hat, which is great. Love Black Hat. Um, I feel like first wa- when I first watched it, when it came out, I still was a fan of Man at the time, but it didn't fully connect with me. But I mean, this is just as good as any other Michael Mann movie, basically. I don't, and I mean, it just, I love his visual language. I love uh, Hemsworth sounding like Stallone <laughs> and just kind of like the aspect of like romantic desperation that you see in his movies are, are a real nice touch.
0: Yeah, the first time I watched it, I thought it was like cool looking and like slick or whatever, mm-hmm. but I was like you know the romance is like uh, I don't buy into it or whatever yeah. fucking stupid shit I said back then. And I hadn't really seen any man back then. And now you know the second time I watched it, going through his films chronologically, it completely blew me away. And mm-hmm. it's definitely in my very top tier of Michael Mann films.
2: Yeah, I was I was actually arguing with someone a week or two ago. I was just arguing with someone um, <laughs> in real life about what are some- you
0: some online alt right <laughs> troll? Yeah, <laughs> as a
2: as an alt right troll, I'm always um, <laughs> arguing with certain sex of the population but uh, (laughs) but i was i was arguing with this guy he said heat sucks which is of course ridiculous um but he was saying he was shitting on like Niro's romantic plot or whatever and i'm like dude you don't you don't know anything yeah god
1: (laughs) yeah just just shut up (laughs) yeah not getting it that hard yeah that guy sucks
2: that guy sucks he needs to grow up (laughs) (laughs) up, grub know what romance really is
0: (laughs) grow a pair and talk to a woman about a book about metals. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna tell him.
1: What about you, JT? Um, since we're only gonna see uh seven Sandler flicks during our little Sandler run, I decided I'd uh, do some do some more homework. And uh, check out another Sandler flick that I hadn't seen before, one so brutally hated uh, that it had uh, had me interested from the start because of that and with like pretty serious star power attached to it as well. And this was uh, tw- uh, yeah, 2011 Jack and Jill by Dennis Dugan, nice. The Greatest. Um, and yeah, I like, I mean, obviously there are a lot of problems with it, but also like there are some amazing, like funny bits, like all of the Pacino stuff really works for me and just how like dedicated and committed he is to such an absurd, uh, like joking portrayal is amazing
0: throughout the movie Al Pacino is so committed And his character is so strange and like, it's such a weird kind of detached thing. And then it all coalesces with that Duncan scene at the end. Yeah.
2: It's a very Leonardo DiCaprio and once upon a time in Hollywood style performance. Oh, absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's an, it's an interesting take on uh, the Pacino persona too, because you get a lot of him like shouting, being the pissed off guy, Mm -hmm. like, um, the scene uh where he's like doing uh the play and he takes a phone call because he knows it's gonna relate to jill and is just like fucking shouting it's just it's you love to see that stuff
0: i love that when sandler's on the other end of that phone call on vacation you know uh that's one of the top-tier vacation-mode Sandler movies, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Also,
2: Fo- Jared Fogel scene. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> that Subway legend. Laugh. Yeah, so hard. <laughs> One of the great uh, things about, like, recent Sandler, maybe more, it's probably still in his Netflix stuff, too, but, like, just those strange cameos he'll get from, like, People in subway commercials, or like <laughs> ESPN commentators, like yeah. we'll see, and that's my boy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. What's that guy's name?
2: Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick. He's in a lot. Yeah. He's a Sandlerverse. He's he's a oh, staple. He's I, sa- he's pure Sandler. For
0: some reason, I didn't quite place him, but it felt familiar, just like TV in general. Yeah. You know?
1: And I like, normally I feel like I hate that type of like star pole mm-hmm. bullshit, but Sandler, like Sandler flicks do it really well. And I think they they generally come across as funny.
2: Because when, when, when at the end of the day, you look at all the characters that are there, you're like, this is just a weird collection of people to all be in a movie together.
0: Yeah. Also, Norm MacDonald has a great scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about that mm-hmm. last week. <laughs> um, I watched. Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, 2003, directed by Mick G.
2: Ooh, the uh, MCG, the, the cool guy director with the has, secret name.
0: Yeah, MCG. Uh, he's one-fourth of the elements of hip-hop. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, you know, he he. I think he's a B-boy, looking mm-hmm. at some of the choreography in this movie. Damn. <laughs> and frankly, the way that he's able to mix sound effects and music has me thinking that he has some turntablism skills in his bag of tricks
2: that's how that's how i look at movies i see do they have the four elements of hip-hop <laughs> well, and, then, and then you
0: watch that opening title sequence and you think oh this guy's a graffiti god
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is this is i
2: like this new new rating system it's kind of a whole new perspective for the music fans for the music lovers out there
0: uh, it's an extreme sports movie. I'll say that much. Ooh. There's a there's a really long set piece where the angels are on uh, motocross bikes. They're on dirt bikes and they're on like a motocross track, just like doing loops, trying to catch the bad guy. And they're like in a race, and the people are doing tricks and like shooting each other. <laughs> it's as early two thousands like X Games music video aesthetic as you could possibly imagine. I wish I could tell you what fucking happens in this movie, but I can't. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a movie to be experienced. Uh, uh, to sound like Jonas Mekas talking about like Stan Brackage you know, you, to to describe the mise en scène <laughs> of Mick G, you know, it is to be experienced only. Sometimes it's just nice to have some fun, you know. I didn't have fun uh, with a couple new releases. <laughs> Whoa! Oh. I uh, if if we want to hit some, what are those? Well, if we want to hit a little Oscar corner right now, Ooh, I, I watched a couple. The season. Watched yeah. a couple frontrunners. Watched a couple of front are these runners front runners that you're naming? These... Oh, they are. They are Oscar frontrunners. runners. I'll have the to first check, one,
2: check Jeff Wells on that.
0: I actually watched three Oscar front runners. Oh wow! The first one, Ford versus Ferrari. Who wins? Um, the nobody. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to say the audience, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> if if it was a Michael Mann movie, I would have said the audience. True. Uh, it should have been a Michael Mann movie, and you're and
2: you're a driving movie head. So yeah, this is I, a as big I, indictment.
0: I will say there are a couple decent driving scenes. Most of it looks like coverage. Some of it is played too tight for its own good, and it's the thing where it's like if you do a close up, it means psychology. Dang. It means
2: you're in the character's brain. Well, you know Mangold, he's a he's from that Wong Kar Wai style of uh, yeah. filmmaking. <laughs> he takes inspiration from uh, a lot of the art house legends. Well, so. in
0: terms of Mangold's style, it, it it does just look like how style. From 10 years ago rather than how style from now it's not that shaky, yeah. And like, there's some decent compositions, he's not a terrible director, it's mm-hmm. just not a good movie. Uh, Knives Out is a bad movie by a decent director, but his tone is so bad on this it's very much in the jojo rabbit wheelhouse of like totally epic gonna give him all my gold <laughs> uh you know, he, he truly won the internet for the I'll night vote this. yeah
2: yeah that that's the biggest red alert about that movie it's just like tone tone seems off i feel yeah. like i would not i don't uh, like that movie's posture honestly <laughs>
0: I if i were to describe uh the feeling of watching knives out it would be three words that just happened <laughs> <laughs> uh and the other oscar frontrunner i caught up with uh, unfortunately was woody allen's a rainy day in new york <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. knocking a, on oscar's door <laughs> a film maudit if there ever was one uh for those who are not in the know it directly translates to cursed film and i think this qualifies as a film maudit uh, it is Woody Allen's newest effort, possibly his last movie, shot in 2017. Now he's got another one. He's
2: in Spain. They're already oh, with uh, okay. Penelope Cruz. And
0: okay, well we'll see if it sees the light. That's of day. true. That's we'll true. See if it sees the light of day because this one start like it got off the ground quick. The way him and Clint kind of had the same production model for the last ten years, true. where they get the same source kind of for their money and they get up and run quick and they finish a movie in eight months or whatever. Uh, this one was like late 2016 until now that people are finally watching it and it frankly did not disappoint because my expectations were not high Woody Allen has not been a good director this decade Uh, I should say he's also a sex offender and uh, likely pedophile Uh, not unlike a other friend of the show Jared Fogle (laughs) <laughs> Other pedophiles we've mentioned. He's not, uh, not uh, a yeah. friend of the show. Um,
2: <laughs> in fact, he could never come
1: on. I mean, literally, he's in prison.
0: Yeah, true. There's some funny stuff where Elle Fanning is like talking about how she loves Jean Renoir and like uh, De Sica, and like uh, there's also a part where uh, sounds Tim- like
2: my type of lady. One <laughs> yeah. that really knows the film stuff.
0: Yeah, and there's a scene where Timothy Chalamet buys a uh, buys the services of a uh, sex worker for the night, and and we all know how Woody Allen gloriously treats sex workers in his films Uh, and he asks her if he's if she's ever seen uh, Out of the Past, the Jacques Tourneur (laughs) film. Uh, Uh, So he got uh, that going for it. It it has a lot of I love you daddy vibes going for it. Uh, The way that Liv Schreiber's character is this like godhead director uh that like is a total piece of shit, you know, that you have to reckon with uh is very <laughs> much in the vein of another film Maudit, uh I Love You Daddy, which one day we'll watch together and have a good yeah. time. Both two forbidden films. Yeah, I would say this is a little better because I Love You Daddy is just like every image yeah. is so clumsily composed in that movie. Yeah. This movie looks handsome. Um you Storaro. know Storaro fucking digitally lensed the shit out of this. It looks really good to be honest it's not like a formally competent movie that doesn't make it that but it is pleasant to look at Mm. hey credit where credit is due
1: that veronica vaughn is one piece of ace i think we need to snipe him get in our first shot before he can get to us (laughs) we
2: need to replace him his like his place in the zeitgeist
0: i think it's not too late to be kid critics (laughs) yeah no we can We're still young. We take a look at the culture around us right now. And, you know, we're being treated like babies. (laughs) And so I think what people want us to do is look like babies. And then we will Mm -hmm. pose as these babies who know as much as we do about film. (laughs) The three movie babies. Babies. A little man style. (laughs) (laughs) Boss baby. It's kind of like Billy Madison. You know, (laughs) we're going back to film school. But they don't know that we already know this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Showing up at film school in five years. Like as 28-year-olds just like... Owning all the 19-year-olds like, yeah, I've seen it. Seen.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, it really, that really puts them in their place when you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen this film. They're like, oh, shit, that's so fucking cool.
0: Yeah, I've seen an Eisenstein movie. Eisenstein. And I've read his books.
2: Yeah. I really love silent cinema. Um, I, You know, I feel like I'm the ki- I feel like the kid. You know what I mean? The, oh, from da, the kid? The kid. The kid? <laughs> I just feel <laughs> like the uh, kid. That makes me a kid critic. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Charlie Chaplin's Da Kid is <laughs> Charlie Chaplin's a hot, Chaplin's hot new hip hop artist to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So That's My Boy is a 2012 film. And I think we had like a hard cut in there because I paused the podcast. Look, this one's going to be a choppy one. Uh, We've been getting a little extended clip after dark action and making each other say some uh, provocative stuff on our Lars von Trier tip.
2: Von Trier. We're we're edgy people.
0: So excuse the constant edits. Um, That's My Boy is a film about... Fucking the teacher. Yeah,
2: hey, yeah. hey wait. Ladies turn this off right now. Hey fellas. <laughs> yeah. I know you've all
1: had this fantasy.
2: You've all had this fantasy. You're in a desk.
0: And, and frankly, th- ladies, I know you've had this fantasy. Ladies, you better not be listening. <laughs> you better turn it off. <laughs> I'm not joking about that part.
2: <laughs> all right. Little the fourth grade version of you is in a desk and you're all alone. You're in the center desk and your teacher's uh Wearing tight clothes or something like that, and a low-cut top, and the 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 boner the means. boner in your pants hits the metal of the desk. Boyo yoing, Boy, <laughs> love guru style when his boner hits the the metal chastity belt.
0: And then if you're a child of classic rock radio, you'll know those <laughs> those thumping Alex Van Halen drums will come in.
2: Yeah, that that rock music that appears in your head when you're real horny. <laughs> yeah, Play. hot for teacher. <laughs> hot for teacher. <laughs> a nice Van Halen song.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, Armand White does mention the "Hot for Teacher" video in his review of this film. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the cold open of the film is Adam Sandler as a kid in the '80s, uh, getting laid uh, by his. Is he in high school? Or middle nah. school. I think he's I think he's like a ninth grade maybe. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's it is high school. It's yeah. first
2: I think he's a freshman. So yeah. Fresh meat.
0: It's it's a really deranged, like <laughs> perverted movie mm-hmm. and uh and he has a really heavy Boston accent and it's that Boston accent mixed with just him doing oh, don't, don't <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh it's fantastic. I don't know. It's not mm-hmm. a very good movie, but they're, the high points are really there for me i don't know
2: yeah there's there's a lot going on in this movie there's a lot for you to um i don't know dig your teeth in um i didn't like it didn't completely click for me like you said i don't know if it's a great movie but Mm -hmm. i mean this is sandler going going chips on the table real hard funny hair oh yeah funny funny costumes big voice you know the the a lot of his stuff's a little bit more laid back now so this is you know him going full throttle
3: Oh my
0: god, you must be Jamie You're like even harder than you looked in the paper (laughs) Look at your hair Blowing in the wind like Tawny Katane When she was fucking dry humping that car Yeah, and it even translates In like the camera work, there's like a lot of Shaky cam, and frankly it's bad It's like, uh, I really hate the the Shaky handheld in Scope framing, you know When you have it that wide and it's that Shaky, it's just not pleasant To watch Mm -hmm. unless you're like Terrence Malick Or Michael Mann pretty much Mm -hmm. Uh, and so the visual style isn't quite there. Dennis Dugan is an executive producer on this movie. Interesting. Did not direct it, though. Could have used his auteurist touch.
2: No, definitely. I feel like his presence is missing in this movie and kind of what maybe doesn't... makes it not bind all together
1: for me. I'm not... Yeah.
2: I'm not feeling the Dugan touch.
1: Yeah, it feels like Sandler by way of Dirty Grandpa. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, it's definitely.
0: I mean, it is like definitely his dirtiest movie. And like he's, you know, a sex god as a kid and uh, who was, you know, (laughs) sexually harassed by uh, his teacher. So the court rules that uh, he has to. Oh, yeah, he got her pregnant when (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. she sexually harassed him. So the court rules that she's to go to jail and the baby will be Adam Sandler's. So. It cuts to twenty years later. The baby is Andy Sandberg. He's abandoned his family. And Adam Sandler needs money quick so he doesn't go to jail for tax evasion, which I'm sure is a great fear of Adam Sandler's.
2: <laughs> um, two things I want to say. The kind of like the attitude towards the, you know, hot teacher male student pedophilia is reminiscent of a great George Lopez show episode where they find Ooh, yeah. uh, they find a, a ped- there's a pedophile in the neighborhood and then the whole neighborhood uh, rallies up like a mob to, you know, confront this pedophile. And they found out, oh, it's just a hot lady. And they are just like, oh, they, what's the problem? And they just leave. Pretty funny. <laughs> um,
0: but Hugh <Cue> lowrider.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and also, it reminded me of this young Dolph lyric. It's like, yeah, I've always been the shit, got some head when I was six. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which I was like, damn, that's a, l-
2: that's a little too young.
0: So Adam Sandler crashes his son's wedding weekend retreat, and uh, it's a real snobs versus slobs scenario. You know, Sandberg's made good for himself, and he's marrying into an even richer family. And uh, Sandler's the uh, the blue collar slob, but you can't even say blue collar because he doesn't work. Clearly,
3: <laughs> like he's yeah. like, he's a no collar. Oh guy. yeah, he's just I mean, a
1: slob. It's like there's one like weird aspect of it is like be by being like the guy that fucked his teacher, mm-hmm. like he gets all that acclaim and like he's a, a mini celebrity for a bit and like yeah. a, the opening montage.
0: That's what actually it does kind of relate to the late Clint Eastwood movies. It is it is that kind of weird. Uh, thing about like looking at your own sense of like heroism and stuff and you know how long you're allowed to ride that out kind of in this film and uh, obviously not as in-depth a look as Clint Eastwood uh, but it is quite fun and it does use a scope frame like Clint Eastwood <laughs> very much more irresponsible than Eastwood ever would though
2: yeah we're just I compare movies is it like Clint is it the the Clint standard and yeah. if not I'm, I'm a little skeptical yeah. a
0: little skeptical so Sandler wins over the hearts of the family just by being his Jerry Lewis type mm-hmm. goofy Boston guy. And he doesn't quite win over Sandberg yet, his own son. But you know, it's because he's put so much trauma into his son's life. He gave him a uh, a new kids on the block tattoo on his back, which is stretched out to comedic proportions, and. You know, he gave him all these phobias about like food and this like tradition of carrying a second piece of underwear with him and all this stuff. So
1: Oh yeah, the kid's freaking name is Han Solo. Oh, Isn't yeah. that wacky? Uh
0: yeah, talk about freaking uh child abuse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: think like
2: Pen Pen Gillette, his name like he's, he named his kid like Wizard. Shit or whatever, you know what I mean. So it's it's kind of a maybe it's a reference to that. Who knows?
0: It's a reference to Pendulette. Pendulette's kid. I
2: don't know. Not, <laughs> probably not. Dumbledore. Like Sandler,
0: <laughs> would Sandler Dumbledore. and Pendulette get together and hang out? I feel like the Pendulette's
2: <laughs> been in a Sandler movie. I feel like yeah. I feel like I'll put I money feel like on that.
0: They would agree on some things about politics and really disagree yeah about other things about politics. Well,
2: this I uh, I think I forgot to mention this earlier, and I think Armin White said this somewhere. I mean. A lot of the Sandler rhetoric we're probably drawing from probably draws from yeah. Armin White. But uh, uh, Sandler, and this might not, people might not perceive this as a good thing, but it's definitely an interesting thing about his movies. He definitely does like kind of like the slobs versus the snobs critique without really getting into like any class dynamics mm-hmm. about it usually. I mean Spanglish, you know, wasn't even really about that, but had, yeah. was more class uh, class conscious. But yeah, he's he's uh, he goes apolitical for the snobs versus the snobs. He's not a... Uh, He's not look I guess they do kinda of poke fun of Andy Samberg's hedge fund yeah. Epstein style sounding <laughs> job.
0: Yeah, I think that like it's not even that he's apolitical necessarily about mm-hmm. it, because I think just putting the two forces together is a political True, decision. Yeah. But he's letting you interpret it how you want it's yeah. unlike knives out which is very you know on the nose about its slobs not slobs or snobs but you know whites versus immigrants and you know yeah. uh, high class versus working class whatever bullshit mm-hmm. uh and when i say bullshit obviously important issues mm-hmm. that <laughs> ryan johnson treats like bullshit yeah so yeah the issues as they are in this film you know, you could make a case for a lot of stuff and, like, about the grotesquity of it. And, like, that feeds into the whole legacy thing. Uh, because Sandler, looking back at his legacy of making these, you know, raunchy comedy movies, he never made one as raunchy as this. I mean, Zohan is about him fucking old ladies. Yeah. And that one is very Zionist, as we yeah. have talked. We're not... We're, you know, BDS includes Don't Mess With The Zohan. Uh, <laughs> other Adam Sandler films are okay, but under BDS, you're not allowed to purchase or torrent. You don't yeah. mess with the Zohan. Just
2: check out Chuck and Larry instead. Exactly. <laughs> nice, nice little
3: dose of homophobia yeah. instead of Zionism.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. P- pick your poison.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so they finally start to bond on Andy Sandberg's uh, bachelor party mm-hmm. and they go and they see some strippers and that's cool. They mm-hmm. get a massage first because that's what a uh, Will Forte's character planned for them. But yeah. Sandler gives him the real boys trip, you know? Yeah.
2: Where's the, where's the pussy at? You know, yeah. it's, like, it's a ba- bachelor party. You yeah. can't be in spa like a, you know, a bunch of losers.
0: Yeah. So Sandler's just trying to see boobs the whole time mm-hmm. and like uh, is sexually harassing the women that work at the spa. And one of them, gives oh. in and wants to <laughs> fuck it and that's like the worst that's part. Probably oh the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah that is really rough.
2: Well I mean in regards Do to... Do better. <laughs> hey Sandman. We're fans but we're not going <laughs> to let you slide on just the one little thing.
0: See... We're not going to call you out on this because that would be irresponsible, and you know, uh, not exactly the the ethos that we go about on this podcast. But what we're going to do is a, a call in where you bring your homies in and you tell them that what they did was fucked a up. A struggle session,
3: yeah, settle, settle down, my session. boy. <laughs>
1: Um, but I mean, again, in relation to like women in this film, I know one thing we've touched upon a lot in uh, comedies is the bitch wife mm-hmm. and ever present here in uh, Sandberg's fiance. Oh, yeah. Just mm-hmm. like I mean, it goes with the classic Cheating just like shitty while the wedding's getting ready yeah uh yeah that the whole big BS.
0: reveal is that like supposedly she's cheating and then it turns out she's not and then it turns out she is but it's also like with her brother yeah and her brother's also been stealing valor as a marine <laughs> which is pretty funny and that's like what gets sandler to break up the wedding once mm-hmm. and for all
2: the brother played by milo venta very difficult life milo name. yiannopoulos milo yiannopoulos milo Who's kind of, I think, what do you call it? Made He was like a leading man now. I think he was in like Art of Racing of the Rain movie. Oh, really? But yeah. he was in Gilmore Girls. It's that a good show. But
0: uh, Yeah, shout out to the Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls.
2: <laughs> These wonderful ladies.
0: Uh, part of the uh, Bachelor Party montage, which is all set to, you know, this whole movie is set to like late classic rock. Classic rock from like 1979 to 88 or so. Uh, you know, Van Halen plays a big part in this. Uh, hot for teacher excluded. Uh, so they go candlestick bowling or candle pin bowling. I forgot what it's called. But yeah. you have like the tiny balls and the long pins. They don't make anything out of it. But it did, it was nice to see. You know, I yeah. went to Boston once to visit some family and I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me feel like I was back with my family. Yeah, and it
2: it does have that like fun thing where they were in the convenience store thing before and then the convenience store owner joins them with the bowling thing and oh yeah that was great i love that
0: that like they're just building up like a partying angry mob to roam the streets with (laughs) like they're just picking people up as they go and it's really fantastic and the one point where they're like all pissing on that like diner car kind of thing
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like that's the main one of the main differences for me between Billy Madison and That's My Boy, is it loses a lot of that absurdity. The moments where it shines through like that, where the, the mob just like on the bachelor party running through yeah. are great, but like when it tries to do more like grounded stuff, it just like really falls.
2: Yeah, like something, something I really dislike about this movie is all like the garbage one-liners that the grandma character gets oh yeah they just it's like the scene will end and then they'll just cut to her she'll say oh something something wacky or whatever
0: yeah and it's like so that and like you know adam sandler uh jacks off to the grandma and then gets to have sex with her and like that's kind of good yeah it's like fine it's it's the funny sex scene thing it's whatever but it's like I don't know. It all is like to refer back to Grown Ups Two again. That same scene where uh, all the dads are watching the hot dance instructor, yeah. and what you said about how it like kind of went past getting the joke, which isn't that funny, and it just mm-hmm. being that grotesquity of it being funny. Yeah, this whole movie plays like that. Mm-hmm. Every decision in this movie is the grossest. Like dumbest decision possible and mm-hmm. i think that's why it's two hours long too yeah like, it doesn't need to be it could be 90 <laughs> minutes but they had to get in every single last fart boner fuck cum yeah. like booger and like piss joke they possibly could
3: mm-hmm. you know hun, if he's really under the weather maybe it's
2: best if he doesn't masturbate so much
0: and I was I'm okay with that as an ethos, even if it doesn't work. Yeah, honestly, like
2: one th- I'm not the biggest fan of this overall, but I feel like it was a breezy watch. Like for as long as it was, I put it on late night, and I was afraid I was gonna fall asleep. And I was right up there with him. I was I was I was his boy, so to speak. <laughs> uh,
0: I will say that I'm very glad I did not see this in its original theatrical run. I talked mm-hmm. about seeing Grown Ups too when it came out, and I saw that with my mom and my sister. And uh, we almost saw this one as well. And well, I'm very glad we didn't because this is the most outwardly horny Sandler film.
2: True. Hey, don't take your mud to this one <laughs> this uh, one's for the boys yeah and i feel like what i dislike about this movie is like a lot of the things surrounding sandler i think sandler's really funny in it but like the sandberg performance is kind of weak he kind of yeah, just plays I mean, a he's stick like in pretty, the mud he's pretty cucked to be yeah, fair he's cucked and i was just like oh bro just uh, level up yourself come on but um i mean he's not he's not given much to do here yeah. And like yeah we have the the bitch wife you know it's either the sandler movie it's either the bitch wife or the hot wife i'm and telling he you
0: he has the hot wife yeah. oh man so you see the hot for teacher uh in the original cold open and then halfway through the movie or really further than that but the, the, like second act break as it were uh they get to the prison to visit mom who is now susan sarandon and, yeah i mean hey
1: yeah that was a great reveal
0: i like that she's i mean yeah eddie how
2: do you feel about her give it give me a sentence
0: i mean to quote uh the great chuck jones uh uh wolf like with the jaw falling to the floor (laughs) and like the eyes pop out and, (laughs) and, (laughs) And, and then like uh it's like a good like you know a couple seconds of that and then bugs bunny's like laughing at me yeah. yeah that's
1: how i felt this whole movie just my heart jumping out of my <laughs> yeah. chest thumping back and forth
2: yeah and it's kind of a fun reveal too it's like oh wow she's still hot
0: yeah and it like uh-huh. matches the shots from the beginning yeah. when she, it's like the close-up on her drinking out of the water fountain <laughs> it's so stupidly specific about that kind of stuff about high school horniness i guess mm-hmm. and like grown-ass man sandler is <laughs> clearly as a filmmaker like this is such a horned up movie. It's incredible. It's ridiculous. But it's good. And Vanilla Ice is a good friend of Adam Sandler in this movie. And I, I like that as a sidekick. You know, there, there's some good scenes of Vanilla Ice doing the mugging, doing the falling down, and the big acting. And I think he's actually pretty apt for it. At yeah,
1: the... yeah, it works. I'm sorry to. Oh, it's all good. At the first appearance of Vanilla Ice, I wasn't crazy about it because they get in like all the like obligatory like Vanilla Ice song jokes. But then, I mean, they do a little bit of that later. But when, like, the fact that they bring him back and do more with it, I think is really funny and works.
2: Yeah, that's that's what's you know like the Shack performance in Grown Ups too, or you know this with the Vanilla Ice performance in here. He kind of takes you know most movie makers would just write a scene or a cameo where he has ice you know doing like he has 20 solid minutes in this movie and he's like he the has sixth his moments. build character yeah exactly yeah. so also uh, just some random cameos there's like a 3 second cameo of baron davis did you catch that <laughs> oh <No>, when <laughs> i think it's at the start it's 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 when he gets caught fucking the teacher as a kid and like there's like some teachers like mugging like some some <laughs> like the male teachers are like, Oh hell yeah and the and then and then some but like there's just a random shot of like Baron Davis going like woo like yeah. <laughs> um Rex Ryan who has a big role yeah. as the uh, his finance finance ad, financial Rex Ryan advisor doing
0: the terrible <laughs> acting <laughs> <He> cannot <laughs> act as if cannot read a line. True. Oh man, it's great though. I yeah. do like seeing it.
2: And Rex Ryan, I think. Do you remember his little scandal? He was he was known he's known as the as a feet fan a little yeah. fan of the a foot fetishist who'd post videos of his wife on Instagram. Just like grazing her toes and stuff like that oh <laughs> i remember seeing this on like sports <laughs> uh,
0: pride of the new york jets yeah
2: yeah and there's a lot of like it opens with some very harsh uh, patriots jokes or yeah. whatever for the nfl heads
0: yeah that was a bit much so i was just like all right i get it he's uh in boston now yeah that's, that's the joke
2: uh aaron andrews espn reporter
0: oh yeah i saw her irl once yeah where at uh football game <laughs> <It> makes sense
2: <laughs> and yeah Dan Patrick is uh reality tv producer
0: yeah oh and also uh speaking of uh the sports world like uncut gems this movie is saved by sports gambling yeah uh that is like the deuce ex machina of the movie even though he does place it in the beginning he places a bet on a fat guy to win the boston marathon and uh he wins at the very end sports Mm -hmm. gambling saves lives people you should do it and it ends it kind of has that
2: ending frame of like a bunch of characters surrounding the screen and it just like Like, I think I said this previously, it was just, like, what an odd group of people to appear all, (laughs) like, in the shot together. It's like you have Rex Ryan, (laughs) like, um, Sandler, Sandberg, and just other various characters who I forgot the actors' names, too. But, you know, it's just a a colorful collection of characters.
0: And, like, uh, speaking of uh, Vanilla Ice uh, as one of those characters, there is a really good driving scene, like the climax of this movie, where uh, they hop into Ice's car and like speed to the wedding to break it up you know mm-hmm. some good stuff in that i don't know there, there's not too many memorable like gags that are like big set pieces it's a lot of just little one-liners mm-hmm. that surprisingly work even yeah. if a lot of them don't but i think it's more of the detached viewing that i like of this movie it's mm-hmm. like such a weird gross movie that like host of the important cinema club will sloan on Letterbox, he put like a Something along the lines of, this should have been Adam Sandler's last film, the way that Salo was Pasolini's. <laughs> <laughs> and I think just from like, even just watching the the film Pasolini, the Ferrara film, yeah. I, I definitely see how that checks out. True. Um, I think it's a really like gross, like kind of transgressive film that still isn't quite as funny and transgressive as Jack and Jill. Yeah, So I can't go too much higher than... I think I'm going to go three bullets on this one. Yeah, I wanted to go three, five, but Uh, I I think I'm going to go three bullets on this one. Being honest with yourself. Yeah, you know, a lot of it was giving me the zone out, even if the funny stuff was funny, and, you know, Sandberg, come on, he's just a cop.
2: Yeah, like, to speak of the transgressive quality of this film, I feel like... For some reason, I, I, I register Grown Ups Two as more transgressive in my head. For I some reason, I think its plotlessness is more transgressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just like just and like the boomer energy, the of boomer that energy, one. <laughs> and just like the the blatant consumerism, which is like a theme across Sandra yeah. the movies. Like you hear it in Billy Madison, the Trisket joke or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, they love buying things. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's
2: like the, like kind of like this, like this just the Kmart scene alone in Grown Ups Two is just so grotesque. Just all the rich people in town I just fucking it. with the Kmart workers. Yeah. But um. Yeah, this isn't my favorite. I think Dugan's the key missing element for yeah. me. I, I need the Dugan touch. I need that. I'm gonna give it two and a half bullets. It's uh although I will say, you know, for all the Renoir uh references we've been making this episode, uh it this is his uh Budo Budo save from drowning. So <laughs> A couple of nice references at the end of each of these reviews. Add it to your watch list. (laughs) For the movie heads. For the movie heads.
0: And if you're listening to this and you're not a movie head, (laughs) turn it off. No, you're still allowed to listen to it. Go ahead, JT.
1: Um, Yeah. Just in the same way that I am sitting between uh, Malcolm and Eddie, I have been wrestling this whole day uh, between uh, two and a half bullets and three bullets and uh i don't know just talking it out about the sandman feeling in a happy mood i'm going to go uh three bullets nice um it's nothing amazing um but like there are like i don't know bits that work enough yeah. to like mm-hmm. i don't know make it float for me
0: yeah it's uh you know it's a good movie
1: yeah and to speak to the, speak to the,
2: to the arbitrariness of just a rating system it's like I could give this a three, but then it's like I I think grown ups two is better, so mm-hmm. I have to bump that up to three and a half. Yeah, exactly. I mean? like, yeah.
0: Jack and Jill I think is like my yeah. ceiling for late Sandler at yeah. three and a half, you know. So
2: it's like, you know, what it, take take this with a grain of salt, everyone. Yeah.
0: So that basically wraps it up this week. We don't have any emails. Well, we didn't like, when I checked an hour ago. And frankly, I'm not going to check again. I don't think there are any. Uh, but you can write to us at extendedclippodcast.gmail.com. Next week, we will be continuing our Sandlerthon with guest Nathan Smith to talk about Click and Rain Over Me. So that'll be a good mm-hmm. one. And uh, we're going to do Uncut Gems after that. And then we'll do some uh, end of the year. Blah, 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 blah. Get to us on Twitter, letter, blah, blah, blah. blah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: Donnie, this is Steve Spiro, Todd's boss. Well, yeah!